Are you a K-pop fanatic? Look no further. The K-pop shop has the hottest merchandise for all your favorite artists. From BTS to Blackpink, they've got it all. Get your hands on exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, albums, and much more. Don't miss out on those limited edition items that are sure going to sell out fast. Come on down to 211 North Hillside Street in Wichita, Kansas, and show off your K-pop pride at the store. Trust Trust us, you you won't be disappointed. Thanks for the coffee, Emily. I really needed it. No problem. We gotta hurry because we're always late. Oh no, the light's turning red. No! Oh man, there's coffee everywhere. Where are the napkins? Don't worry about it. We can just go ahead and I'll schedule with 2U Auto. They'll come to where we're at and then they'll clean it while we're at the wedding. Okay, you drive, I'll schedule with 2U Auto. What's the website? Go to 2uauto.com. Wait, what was it again? The number two, the letter U, auto.com. Perfect. I am. Did you see all my messages? <laughs> no, I didn't, but you should be feeling this too, because I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good song. Is this you, or who is this? Uh, is this a, our special guest? It's a rework <laughs> from a guy called The Loneliest Hunk. Ah. <laughs> Original song is Jumbo, Turn On To Love. It's a good one. Yes. It's really setting the, the mood. I know, I love it. Yeah. And I feel like our guest today is loving it over there, too. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Can I well, speak it? Because this is a bop. Yeah. Well, welcome back to another episode of Here's to You, fam. Sitting to my left is the one and only ABG resident, Emily P. Hello, guys. Sitting to her left is the ranchiest rancher, Fannister McAllister. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> We're back with another exciting episode for you here today on the pod. It's a nice, warm, lovely February day sitting here in the early afternoon because we've got places to be and people to see later on. Got shit to do and people to fuck. Just kidding. Sorry. Mm. (laughs) I didn't say she did. (laughs) But you guys know Fanny is single. (laughs) But today, our very special guest, you know, the first time I saw this guy, he totally blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Over a decade ago, he was doing so many turntable tricks that I had only seen on the internet up to that point, and to see them in front of my eyes, live in front of me, I was like, wow, this guy is the best DJ in town. And a decade later, he's still sitting there. Uh, everybody, welcome the great, the powerful, the one and only mustached Tenderoni, <laughs> James DJ Carbon Lebetsky. What Woo-hoo! is good? Wow! Meow, meow, meow. I might be blushing over that <laughs> intro, man. Ooh. He's a true fan, as you can yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know if it's the rum or that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing all right, considering the lack of sleep and all that. But uh, no, man, feeling good. Glad, glad to be here. 
gorgeous day in February. I didn't expect 60s when I woke up and stepped outside. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Yep. Oh, yeah. And you got you got a couple of other things to do tonight, too, right? Yeah. Uh, right after this, I will be over at Doma out on the east side. I'll mm-hmm. be chilling in their lounge, just kicking the tunes off on the Saturday. Uh, normally, I'm over there on Thursdays, but they needed some coverage. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to step in to fill the bill. So. Nice. nice, nice. Well, we're super excited that you squeezed us in because oh. this is awesome. We haven't had a DJ other than dusty and mark on so we haven't had one in a really long time so yes. it's really good to be able to like really talk through that your career all the things that um you started off doing um uh, but first first things first we want to know the story about the mustache because <laughs> we know a lot of people will be like oh yeah the dj with the mustache <laughs> it's the best marketing and branding i could ever do and, and what type of hair product did you use or mustache product did you use for that clubman mustache wax mm. and if it's a really hot day and that's the wax is going to drip a little touch of elmer's glue locks it in what? Oh. elmer's glue stick literally just a glue yeah stick. like glue glue like a glue stick like yeah, what you use oh my god yeah if it's too hot i learned that trick because uh one time I was traveling, and uh, the wax that I use, it comes in like, it's almost like a toothpaste type of container, mm-hmm. but it's aluminum, and it busted in my luggage. And I'm like, what do I, I what, what? Yeah. So I tried the, uh, one of the hair gels, and it was kind of good, but it was really tacky. And someone said, oh, yeah. try Elmer's. Like, some dude that said, like, I use it when I'm in, like, Vegas with the heat, because it holds up. I was like, yeah. I'll try it. And I was like, oh, dude, this works like a champ. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the original story of the mustache was... Um, <laughs> So me and my friends always did No Shave November. Uh-huh. Um, so we would all clean shave to start the month. I, I'm born and raised New Yorker. After moving here, everyone moved out all over the map. So mm-hmm. it was one of the things we would all get together and kind of do online just as a way to keep up. Yeah. And uh, so we did it. I grew out my mustache, and then we all had to shave and style for our final photos uh, uh-huh. for the fundraising we were doing. And it was just a way for us to all to connect and talk smack. Um, so I <laughs> shaved and I had like the itty bittiest little baby curl. Yeah. And uh, I ended up raising the most money off of the final photo. They were like, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, right as that was going on, a buddy of mine was getting married. My good friend, Justin, he was getting married. His fiance says, can you keep that for the wedding? She was obsessed mm. with like the mustache and the facial hair. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't playing. This was going to go away. But yeah, no, if you want that for your wedding, that, that'll be my wedding gift because I was DJing the wedding. Yeah. So you're keep, so sweet. So I keep it for the <laughs> wedding. It grows a little bit longer, a little bit more of a curl. I mean, it was only like a month or so later. Yeah. And then right after that, uh, I was in a DJ battle mm-hmm. and I hadn't shaved yet. And I was just kind of just being lazy about it. And in the battle, one of the other DJs literally slaps on a fake mustache oh shit yeah it's like i'm dj carbon to make fun of me i'm like yeah oh yeah i've had this only three months and this is how you're identifying me for a bat like yeah so at that point i'm like dude this has legs and Mm -hmm. and i got a kick out of it because everyone everywhere i went like you get those looks and to this day i still do and i'm kind of don't even see him half the time anymore but so I just rolled with it. And then mm-hmm. shortly after that, I was in, uh, I was on TV for doing the promo and everyone saw the mustache and how we got mm-hmm. on the news. It was like six in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. Oh, my eyes were bloodshot. I was struggling, but they wanted me to do some live DJing on the morning show. So we get on there and I'm on there with my mustache. <laughs> and, like everyone from my past 20 years in Wichita had seen, it was like, what like my t- old high school teachers when I first moved here and stuff and I was like yeah. they all saw it and then I'm, it just became a thing and then 
it's become the best marketing. Like DJ Carbon, who guy with the mustache? Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yes, of course, I know that guy. He's everywhere. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, it just kind of stuck with it. I'm like now, like even during COVID, I had to wear mm-hmm. a mask, and I could see people like. Is it him? I can't tell because I can't see the mustache. Yeah. So I literally, like, all my masks had mustaches on them. Like, yeah. I would get Mario Brothers masks. Or there's a, <laughs> something to keep the brand on point. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I will shave when I need to go in witness protection. But until then, I'm mm-hmm. rocking it. That is you. <laughs> so how how long have you had the mustache for? <laughs> oh, shit. Is that the that's original? The yes. That's the, that's what's me on the news. That's a, oh, my God. Yes. And, like, the curl is not even. I, uh, I mean, the curl is there. Well, this, but this curl is way better. This was straight from the club. So I didn't. <laughs> Get a chance to touch it up. <laughs> that was before. before. Was yeah. it like the six o'clock news or the seven? Yeah, we were there at like five a.m. Oh, oh my gosh! It was early. Were you still like waking? Oh, yeah. I, I had like three Red Bulls in the parking lot, but like during oh, the whole yeah. interview, I was swaying. Everyone's like, "Why were you swaying?" I'm like, "I didn't know I was swaying. I was just trying to stay upright." I, lo- I love that you say that because Dusty does that every single time. I always make fun of him. He's like, as soon as Dusty is like happy or every time we're eating or just hanging out as soon as he starts swaying you know he's having a good time <laughs> I was, keeps I, the back loose <laughs> that's was, what he says that's how old he is he's like it's because my back <laughs> 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 so how um long did it get you to or did it take you to get it into that curl because like that, that probably a year or two i've had it at this length for like eight seven eight years now okay. i mean i trim it up yeah yeah every, all the time so do you go to someone like no. a bar okay no, no. yeah no i don't trust anyone yeah well yeah that's <laughs> true it's the brand man i've invested mm-hmm. too much time yeah plus for it's a sure. lot cheaper i just i, That's I don't have point. anything else to do in the morning so yeah. this is what i this is my routine you know i don't yeah. i don't gotta upkeep the hair so how do you start like when you you, you come when you wash it and then you so, yeah. comb it out so i normally i'll, I'll ri- wash everything out the night before uh-huh. so i'll wake up in the morning give it a quick rinse uh mm-hmm. if i'm jumping in the shower and then basically wax uh i don't, just basically i'll take a comb through it real quick wax on the fingers to warm it up a little bit mm. be, put the wax through give it a little twist and then basically with the wax just put it right here on the up on mm-hmm. the upside of my cheeks uh-huh, uh-huh. so the wax will kind of tuck right there and stick uh-huh. yeah. and then just let it dry out for like a minute and then just pull it off wipe away with that little residue yeah. and then locked in place love it can you see it like when you're like like you know how your eyes yeah you can see it like right here yep oh yeah i can see it yeah, constantly <laughs> love it anyways love the mustache <laughs> yes i'm a it's huge a fan <laughs> it's a great don't mustache. take if anybody tell you pay you like a million dollars to shave it don't do it Ooh, for a million dollars you can do yeah, that what, what, you what can't would be really the do a lot with a million dollars though <laughs> what Ooh. you really can't uh, yeah i mean a million is yeah. not that much nowadays a million is not that much nowadays it's not what it used to be but i mean no, i mean but like for a lot of people who like can't afford a lot of things like a million dollars is a million that's a good that's a good amount but like it'll grow back yeah it'll grow back yeah i could get a a a upper lip piece instead of what if what if what if we gave you five hundred dollars would you do it for five hell no okay okay what if it was five thousand no oh okay okay what about seventy five thousand i don't think so whoa okay so pretty high yeah i think it would have to be pretty high i mean yeah it's part of the brand and i mean with Mm -hmm. where i'm at now i'm like yeah you know you like it'd have to be several years salary to fair take away from that like i'm like "Mm, yeah i gotta stick with it yeah 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 because you're already several years in with it Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i've been djing in wichita for what 20 this makes 22 years i've been in nightclubs and bars Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, yeah, because we were talking earlier and you're trying to remember where we had kind of like first met and where I saw the you doing all the scratching and beat juggling and everything. It was uh, back at the Lizard Lounge for the oh. Horizons yep. drum bass. And um, I was good friends with Adam. He's like, you guys got to come out tonight and check out uh, DJ Carbon, man. He's really good. It's like, all right. I remember that night very, very well. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the old crew. Yeah, because I had kind of departed from that scene at that point. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we used to run. That was Jungle Recon was the crew. That was me, Chad, CJ, uh, Crave One, mm-hmm. uh, Chrissy as Gaia, uh, and then we had Justin as Firewall. So it was the four of us, um, and we started a record label. Did the whole nine. We actually, what? That's yeah, dope. we actually pressed vinyl. We, I shipped. I was shipping them out of my house. We sh- I shipped more records overseas than I did in the states for the records we were releasing. It was all D and B Raga mashup. Uh, mm-hmm. They go they go for good money on uh, eBay these days. It's kind of nice. crazy. I'm like I still got like twenty. <laughs> I got the original acetates still at yeah. home. The original oh, wow. dub plates. Yeah. Heck yeah. But yeah, oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, they invited me out, and uh, yeah, that was years later because we had a big. Not a big falling out, but I'm like, you go that way. I'm going to go over here and kind of mm-hmm. hit the reset button. And then it was all water under the bridge. And, uh, yeah, so we became good friends once again, still to this day with all of them, uh, even though they've split. But, uh, but yeah, man, love those guys. And, uh, yeah, no, that night at the Lizard Lounge. I remember when they had that residency. What was it? I forgot what they called it. Uh, I want to say it was like Horizons. Horizons, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, because yeah, uh, actually Mark um, Engine Trouble uh, is going to throw something similar in March okay. down at barcode on pawnee yeah um yeah so he like invited me marco christina um himself i was in maybe someone else to just come to united jungle yeah, <laughs> yeah. old time's sake oh man It'll make me get vinyl out for a change so since, <laughs> oh sorry guys so since you're a dj yes what type of music do you like to dj or to yeah. listen to? well basically how do i say this like you know what made you become a DJ? <laughs> um, so I was, I, before I DJed, I was a huge hip hop head. I like mm-hmm. fell in love with hip hop because it was so accessible. Who's your favorite I, rapper? Uh, One, two, three, now. <laughs> Rakim. Mm, okay. okay. I mean, fair, fair. Rakim, yeah. not, I mean, Rakim was revolutionary. Nas yeah. is probably my favorite lyricist. Um, mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest is my favorite act of all time, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Q-Tip. I mean, I don't think he's the best rapper, but. The content, what it was when I first heard it. I mean, and to this day, I could listen to that all yeah. day long. Mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest is my number one of hip-hop all time, hands mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. But no, musically, I mean, I'm all over the map. I mean, I, I grew up before I was, well, back when I first linked up with that, that crew, I wasn't DJ Carbon, I was MC Carbon back then. Oh, okay. shit. What made yeah. you, oh, okay, duh. <laughs> MC, <laughs> DJ. Okay, I'm still going to ask it. It's an ignorant question. What's the difference between MC and DJ? Well, no, MC, I was just a rapper. I was just oh, a rapper. Oh, okay, like, okay, so okay. MC, I'm a dumbass. MC Sorry. is the host <laughs> these days, but no, MC. That's what, yeah. But I took it as MC was the rap. MC stood for Move the Crowd, Old Rock Him verse and all that. But no, I was like mm-hmm. a battle rapper. I used to freestyle. Can you, if we were to play something right now, could you do it? Yeah. You really could? Yeah. Okay, I, that's what we're coming bad. back. That's what it we're going to come. not be good. So it's okay. That's what we're going to come back with. This is what happens when I'm doing shows these days, like with like Rudy and some of the guys. They're like, yeah. get Carbon more drinks because we want him to freestyle yeah. before the night's over. <laughs> oh, I, like, I have to hear a freestyle. You know, I do, yes. I, <laughs> I, I do we're feel taking another blessed. shot. I do feel pretty blessed that I've heard him do it before. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was. I think I'm pretty sure it was that night at the Horizon when I first saw him. Yep. Like he yeah. did. He spit, spit some stuff. <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy... <laughs> 
guy's great. It's hard to rap. I try rapping, and I'm like, nah, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, that's, that's what kind of led to my first gigs. I, was, I got into a, some MC battles in town. Ooh. And, Here uh, Wichita? Eight yeah. Mile? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Straight up. That was, Straight up Eight I was, Mile. I was the white kid in the club that I remember. <laughs> well, they had them at. The Pre Mustache. One, yeah. The first one was at Indigo. Uh-huh. And then they didn't like it. They're like, uh, "This is not our crowd." You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm, gotcha. So we got booted out of there, and then um, they ended up doing them at Harry and Ollie's. Mm-hmm. Harry and Ollie's was a hood spot. Where was that at? Harry and Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. Harry and Ollie's. Harry and Oliver. So that is the like hood. Down the, that's like down the street from my house. That place, <laughs> like, that was a place like when I. Because they asked me if I would DJ for him. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I was DJing for him. I'm like, yo, y'all, come check me out. And I was I hadn't been here that long, so I didn't know the town that well and this and that. And they're like, oh, no, we ain't going there. I'm like, what do you mean? And then mm-hmm. showed up. I'm like, oh, th- like there, there's some shit that went on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, no, I'm going to host these battles, and I'm going to talk my shit. Because I was like the <laughs> East Coast kid, and everyone was listening to Down South Beats. I'm like, if you don't like my beats, fuck you. Battle me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Let's go. Put the mics up. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I talked my smack. And then I remember the last night there was this dude, Crush. Uh, Crush passed away. But uh, he, the last night he was the winner. Mm-hmm. He was winning all the battles. He's like, I want you, Carmen. I want you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, fine. And me and him went head to head. And uh, I I crushed him. Like, he, his, I took his soul from his body. And, I love it. Snatched it yeah. up. My man, uh, man. Animosity, I don't know if you all know him. But he was there. He was just like, dude, you could hear a pin drop. Like, oh, every Because the whole bar was like yeah. his cheerleaders. So they, and they were just like, oh. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, so, um, you know, we're kind of jumping around a little bit. A lot. Yeah, which I is haven't great. even answered what music I like. I know, <laughs> I know, which is great. So I'm how about it. how about something to kind of set us up a little bit, right? Like people yeah. know you around. You're the you're the DJ with the mustache. You're mm-hmm. DJ Carbon, mm-hmm. but like uh, kind of set us up a little bit. Sometimes we like to do like a quick background, like yeah, where you're from, yeah, you siblings, you're all that stuff. Yeah. From New York and what's uh-huh. like, like growing up and so, yeah, yeah. I was uh, born and raised Long Island, New York. I was adopted um, and. That'll play if we answer another question that comes up later. But uh, adopted, knew that my whole life. Grew up on Long Island. We moved here. Um, I have a sister who was also adopted. Mm-hmm. Uh, not No blood relation between us. Um, mm-hmm. We moved here in 97. It was the day before my 17th birthday. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> worst thing ever, going from New York where I'd experienced some amount of culture and nightlife oh, and things at 17 mm-hmm. years old. And, and 97. So, like, you were, you were, like, prime hip-hop, like, too. Uh, well, not prime, right? Like, that's still, like, kind of more, like... Oh, 80s no. too. No, okay. no, no, that was that was '97 was like the pinnacle. I mean, that yeah. you're talking about that was when bad. That was, oh, the that was like, West Coast beef. That was yeah. Biggie Pop. Yeah, that, that was, was that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, sorry. I was thinking like, what? What is it? Isn't it like '85, '89? That's N.W.A. Yeah, '89 would it? be. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, that's when you're talking about like the roots. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I would call like the old school. Um, but yeah, I mean, '97 was kind of, that's post golden era in my opinion. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that was when hip hop was. Th- Thriving. Right. I mean, and then, you had so many different lanes of in it. In New York. So yeah. then yeah, like just yeah. You got it from the from the from the culture. That's you what you did. Got it from. Hell yeah. Yeah. It was uh, I'm, I'm, and I'm a hip hop head through and through. No matter what I do, no matter what I, I happens, I'm hip-hop. like that's hip hop and R and B is me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean like I, I so I moved here, um, hated it. Um wasn't DJing, I was doing getting into the MC stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at one point someone was uh, at a party, someone was selling some decks and I was like 
I will take those because I was throwing my own parties. Mm-hmm. Um, bought the decks. Started and you were like throwing your own parties because like that again, like that was something that so, you grew up with over in New no, York? No, um, so I got, um, so when I first moved here, I didn't really find a place. And then after mm-hmm. I got through high school, kind of found the a local rave scene mm-hmm. in uh, 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Um, and met a few cats that were really into old school hip hop, like same stuff I was, East Coast yeah. hip hop to the fullest. Uh, and also some of the cats that were big into some of the rave stuff that I was also into. And I was like, Wait a minute. My people. Those yeah. back in the day raves were like. Oh, yeah. Back oh, in the, I, I miss back in the day raves, honestly. <laughs> I remember one of the first ones I went to was at the Armory. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, DJ Shelly and DJ J were doing a back-to-back old school hardcore set. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't heard this in a while. And I just lost. My, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, this is where I belong. And I was that dude that was on the dance floor with a gas mask on. Oh, and look at yeah, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's actually a video of me in 2002. Uh, Moonshine Over America had released a DVD. Me and a bunch of the homies from here, we went down to Airport 2, which was basically the predecessor to what is now EDC, mm-hmm. Electronic Daisy Carnival. Mm-hmm. Airport 2 was the lead up to that, if you will. And uh, we went down there, and I was in the documentary standing in line, me and Chrissy, and uh, I got my cat in the hat hat on <laughs> all sideways. <laughs> Love we, it. We drove awesome. nine hours to rave all night. Yeah. <laughs> so you're throwing parties here. Yep. You're finding your people, and then... So yeah, I was throwing parties, finding my people, and then um, let's just say... What's the best way to put this? Um, social circles went into upheaval. So okay. I basically, that whole group that I was hanging out with, I'm like, all right, I'm out, y'all. Mm-hmm. Peace. Uh, so um, basically just kind of hit the reset button on life and then um, got into the MC battles, uh, mm-hmm. met a couple people. And then when I was doing the battles, um, I was spinning and like I was always big about samples and the old school drum breaks and mm-hmm. where everything came from and all that stuff. I was just a student of hip hop, if you will. Mm. So I remember one of the nights I was just rocking doubles of uh, Babe Ruth, the Mexican, uh, mm-hmm. his famous b-boy drum break. So I was just going back and forth, you know, just going back and forth. Yeah. And uh, my homie Pat comes up to me, and now my homie didn't know him. Then he's like, "What you know about this?" And I'm like. I'm the one playing it. What do you know about this? He's like, well, I'm a B-boy. And I'm like, nah, there's B-boys out here? So yeah, You're like, in Kansas? <laughs> so we, You're it, looking at one right there. Yeah. Well, we instantly hit it off and became homies and still homies to this day. He actually mm-hmm. is down in Houston now. But um, like that was just like, oh, this is where I belong. So I started doing uh, B-boy battles. I DJed mm-hmm. breakdancing battles. I mean, we drove... That was Saint the shit Louis, back then. Casey, yeah, like, that you was, name it was it. We Everyone would wanted to beat you out of Milwaukee's. <laughs> oh, man, I had some of the cats from them stay at my house at one point. What? Yeah. Bam's the homie. Bam's in Jabberwockies. What? That's so crazy. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> We're going like all over. Well, okay, sorry. Then, keep like, you got Jabberwockies, but then also Super Crew. I know those uh-huh. cats. Like all that America's Death Dance Crew. I know like, yeah. a lot of those people because they would be always judged. So the big thing for the DJ, the B-Boy battles, it wasn't the DJs were important, mm-hmm. but it was more important who the judges were because they would fly in the top guys to yeah. be the judges for the yeah. battles. So like all those cats, it's like, yeah, no, that's that's the dude I know. That's the dude I met. Oh, yeah. You remember when we did this? and. Like it's a small world. It's tight, and that scene is now blowing What's up. What's another group? Uh, Copa Modern as well, right? Copa Modern is one of the. It was an Asian group back in uh, SoCal. I can't remember. Oh, Sounds okay. familiar. Yeah, Copa Modern is one of the. Uh, I remember back in the day, I used to watch their. Um, there's two. Season two. Season two. Yeah. Okay. Season two. Wait, weren't they in season one as well? Copa Modern. Yeah. Oh, huh. mm. maybe it was just 
Jabberwockies, huh? So, oh, yeah, anyways, I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, no, and that, now that scene's blowing up because uh, breakdancing's in the Olympics coming up. What? Yeah. Shut I up. did not know that. Shut oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, I am yeah. so interested now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how, the, like, is it? How did that head? work? I, that's, that's the questions I'm asking. Like, how's judging? How is it, is it head yeah. to head? I don't want it to be like, Gymnastics floor routines where everyone right. gets a score. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be a battle. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like you got served. Yeah, yeah it has. To, it better be like you got served. <laughs> it's, it's going. I'm gonna be it, so mad if it's not like that. It's, it's gonna be head to head, from my understanding. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see what the rules because I'm sure there's also all kinds of stuff. Like normally in a gym, you've got music, but you can't have anything copywritten when it's the Olympics. So everything's mm. going to have to be created just for that. So I'm very yeah. curious. The I'm layers curious of what's too how, but, how that goes. But yeah, yeah. breakdancing is an Olympic event now. What? Yeah. I love it. I, I'm i all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. That's dope. That's okay. really, so, really crazy. So um, let's see. Where were we? B-Boys. Okay. And okay then, so we did the B-Boy thing. And yeah. then uh, come 2000. 2001 um i got a residency my first residency was at finn's lounge Mm -hmm. the original finn's lounge was a split level bar um great place um and this is this is when the era when everyone was kind of doing cds because Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. get your burn cds from your lime wire lime wire breaking breaking all your stuff so but i was still a vinyl guy i didn't i I didn't like the feel i was like no i need records Mm -hmm. so and also at this point in time no one was paying me enough so i'm like Mm. in order to get to play a single song so in order to get properly play a song when you're mixing hip-hop you need two copies of the song because you're gonna like Mm. mix in the instrumental to the mm-hmm. song that's playing, and then mm-hmm. you're going to take that off, put the re- full version on, then drop into that, then do mm-hmm. a little routine. Then, so you have to get two copies of a 12-inch single. Each ver- each copy is six bucks. So if I wanted to play one song, yeah. I had to spend twelve dollars plus shipping, and you hope mm-hmm. it wasn't warped on your front porch. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Yep. So everyone used to be like, "Hey, you got that new?" I'm like, "Hell no! <clears throat> that shit's going to be mm-hmm. gone in two weeks." No, yeah. I buy the music that I invested. So I was doing Fair. a lot of like mashups, and I just. People knew me for like just playing weird shit because I would play whatever <laughs> I could find in the dollar bin. I'm like, I'm gonna make this shit work. Yeah, and, and that was kind of my vibe. And uh, I mean, to this day, I still have people that remember those original days at Fins. I, people still hit me up periodically, like, I still got that CD for Igno Fresh Volume One. Like, oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, and I'm nice. like, man, it was. It so, was, did you always know that you wanted to go into DJing? Like. You didn't go like this tr- quote unquote traditional route going into college, that sort of thing, or you did? No, or no, no. Like, so I, what um, gets DJing, you into it? DJing was always just a side thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I did it and then I got hit up about, oh, you want to DJ this party? You want to do this party? So basically, from 2001 through 2017, mm-hmm. I was in Old Town or downtown at least twice a week for all those years. At my peak, I had five nights a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just something that I did on the side. I always had a full time job. So basically, uh, I worked at Bombardier. Mm-hmm. For seven years, I worked at Coleman for eight years, and then I worked at Air Capital Delivery. And everyone's like, "Dude, you have a day job?" I was like, "When I left mm-hmm. my day job, I was vice president of operations at that company." And yeah. it was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, I can't imagine that. I'm like, "No, nah, I was like cl- close to the vest, wear the button up, and like yeah. look all proper." And uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I had a big wake up call a few years ago. So mm-hmm. well, I guess let me tell this story. Yeah, uh, yeah, tell us, tell us what gets you what, to doing to, this to where I'm at now. Yeah. Um. So I've been DJing for, like I said, since 2001 and before that. But since 2001, I've been actively DJing in Wichita, doing, doing private events as well and this and that. Um, so uh, four years ago, I wake up in the middle of the night um, in pain, and I never go to the doctor or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I tap my, tap my girl. I'm like, 
uh, we need to go to the ER. She's like, oh, fuck. that's not good because you mm-hmm. would never do that. So yeah. um, go to the ER. I have kidney stones. Um, so they're like, okay, but when you see the specialist, have the, the, they'll follow up. Okay. So I go see the specialist. He's like, oh, I don't like the scan. Let's take another one. Ooh, um, we're 99% certain you have cancer. Mm. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's hard. Yeah. I, I, in all honesty, I was kind of in disbelief, and everyone around me like was a gut punch, and I'm just yeah. like, nah, man, we're good. So basically uh-huh. they said, we're going to go in, we're going to cut a little part of your kidney off, mm-hmm. and we're going to go in like five incisions, cut a little part of your kidney off, and you'll be fine. Um, three weeks later, three weeks, we'll schedule surgery for three weeks. So set, schedule the surgery for three weeks later. Um, a week and a half later, I get a message online. So I mentioned earlier I was adopted. I mm-hmm. knew that my whole life. Yeah. I'd taken one of those online DNA tests just because mm-hmm. everyone claimed me. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. you you definitely part Hispanic. You definitely yeah. Italian. You yeah. definitely oh, yeah. Italian. 23 like, and me. Uh, yes, yeah. that's exactly what it was. So I'm like, I'm a mutt. I'll claim all of it. Um, yeah. And I love that. But um, but yeah, so I took the DNA test, didn't think much of it. and uh, But then fast forward two and a half years later, I get a message. Um, Hi. I'm 99% certain you're my nephew. You were born on this date in this hospital, given up to this charity group for Mm -hmm. adoption. I was like, how do you find you? Yeah. They matched. They took a DNA test on 23andMe. Both you and him? I took a DNA test Uh and my aunt took a DNA test just to find your heritage. Oh, my God. And when you take the test, you can leave it open if you want people to be able to connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I said, with my story, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, right. So, because um, my sister, she was adopted as well, but I was I was given up for adoption in New York State. She was given up in Washington State. The rule, laws are different. This is your mm. blood sister. No, 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 no just okay, raised. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. But her birth family contacted her after her 18th birthday because they were able to open the books. Mm. Oh. So my birth, my my sister, my sister mm-hmm. found her birth family. They stayed together. They gave her up because she was too young. They were too young. Yeah. My sister has two full-blooded sisters. Whoa! Mm. And they came out to meet him. It was amazing. Like that is awesome. Like I got goosebumps. Like they yeah. are just our family I just, just got grew. Go- I literally yeah. have goosebumps all yeah. over. Oh my so, gosh! So I remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, her my my sister's birth mother asked me. She's like, "Don't you want to find your mom?" I'm like, "Not to be selfish, but no. Like mm-hmm. if she's in a bad place, I have a good heart." Yeah. I'm going to want to help and I don't want a burden. Like I'm in a good place. I don't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. So like not mm-hmm. don't know if I'm emotionally ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm in a good place. I'm yeah. like I, I don't I don't need a burden. I don't need I don't mm-hmm. need that. Um yeah. so but anyways, um so my aunt she's like, "Well, you're my nephew." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, shit." So she says, can, can I call you? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So that night mm-hmm. we call Waterworks and the whole mm-hmm. nine. I mean, it yeah. was, so it turns How out. How old were you when that happened? This was five years, so just 38, 39. Damn. So very recently. Yeah, yeah. This basically. was like, yeah. Yeah. This was, this happened in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. November 2018 is when I had my surgery. So, um, so I call her. Um, we instantly friend each other on Facebook and mm-hmm. everything else. So it turns out my birth mother, she passed away in a house fire mm. in 97. They were all on Long Island, New York. I left Long Island, New York to move here in 97. Yeah. So like really yeah. bizarre alignment, yeah, like yeah. crazy. Um, but she was one of eight brothers and sisters. So huge family. Yeah. Um, so we, she'd never had any other kids, never was involved after all that. Um, but uh, they went and found me on Facebook and they started looking at pictures. They saw pictures of my daughter, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And one of my aunts saw this photo and literally like fell to her knees like, oh my God, it's Ellen, my birth mother. Aww. Like she was, it's our sister. Like yeah. they were just, hmm, just shook. Yeah. And uh, so it was, I'm like, 
oh my God, this is incredible. All the feelings, all the emotions. Mm-hmm. P.S. I have cancer. Um, I got surgery yeah, yeah, in yeah, a week and a right. half. Um, so I don't want to back burner this by any stretch, but I think I need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I go in and have the surgery. Um, the mass on my kidney had grown 35% in three weeks. Oh, shit. It was huge and very aggressive. They ended up removing my entire kidney mm-hmm. um, amongst some complications going on. Apparently, I decided to hulk out during surgery and fight mm-hmm. through anesthesia or something. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. But um, they came, they removed the whole kidney. Mm-hmm. Um, I came out. I am now four years removed, completely cancer-free. Yes, congrats. congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so it was funny. The surgery was on Monday. And uh, that Saturday, I had a gig. Mm-hmm. Oh, I obviously shit. I had someone booked to cover it. I wasn't oh, going. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I was like, whoa. But I was determined. Um, so you were going to try to make it. Yeah. Okay. And they said you're not allowed to lift anything over ten pounds for the next six months. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I, I had uh, Justin J Scratch covering mm-hmm. the gig, and he's like, I'll whatever you need, man. So I'm literally in the hospital. I get my phone out mm-hmm. and uh, like rolling over. I'm racked in pain. But the doctor mm-hmm. says like you can't hurt anything. It hurts like hell, but you're not going to damage anything so mm. whatever you're comfortable with mm-hmm. and I have a high to- pain tolerance and I'm stubborn as hell <laughs> um, so I'm literally rolling out of bed and my wife's like take it easy on my, well, my girlfriend at the time uh, mm-hmm. take it easy and I'm like so I literally would like get my phone out put Spotify on and start playing like the Rocky theme song and I'm walking down the halls and like people in the other waiting rooms and she's like go get him Rocco the nurses are looking at me like you are freaking nuts yeah Long story short, that Friday, or that Saturday. Music the, is so inspirational. It's the, so motivating. It is. Yeah. And uh, I made it to the gig on Saturday. Uh-huh. The reason why, it was the Cattle Barons Ball, which is the annual fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. Oh, so they would look, to go. They looked at me like, you're not supposed to be here. I'm like, I'm going to be here. And like, yeah. I, like I, my sides were taped up. I literally was leaking through my shirt a oh little bit. God. Like, they're like, dude, that's, just, that's a bit much. And I'm like. I had to be here. And uh, yeah. so it was pretty amazing. And then shortly after that, um, came through all that. I mean, my girlfriend got married. I had two aunts and an uncle fly out to meet me. Mm-hmm. Almost 40 years old. First time in my life I had blood family. Yeah. Um, How was that? What was that like? What was your feeling? Just overwhelming gratitude. Because mm-hmm. they, they came and met the parents that raised me. And, and they were all in tears because it was like, mm-hmm. we thank you for giving him the opportunity to live life that he has. And my parents thanking them for giving me to that you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it was just yeah. just all the gratitude and all the waterworks and um yeah and yeah so and yeah and then uh so that all happened that all happened in basically four or five months mm-hmm. all of that from kidney well, cancer shit. married yeah. birth family all that in oh my four God. or five months um so went, eventually went back to work I was miserable and uh, my wife now wife mm-hmm. I was like I got a good job take the leap and I'm like, mm, I've yeah. been the provider. I don't feel comfortable. You know, I've got two mm-hmm. kids from former. I got to pay that, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she pushed me and I made the leap. I left my day job in November of 2019, mm-hmm. just before COVID. Really bad time to be a full time <laughs> DJ. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Struggled through that. I ended up coming up with side hustles. I'm like, you need to make $100 a day. I don't give a hell damn what you do i started yeah. making lamps um, <laughs> i literally sold custom art piece lamps yeah the craziest thing um but yeah so i did that and then got through it and then 21 came around and we've been gangbusters ever since so survived the stuff tough, tough time and now i'm flourishing i mean at the end of last year i was so busy that i had to hire other djs I, that was part of my five-year plan yeah and i ended up paying out good money to a handful of guys at the end of last year with holiday parties and this and that so i'm That's already awesome. growing to having a team within two years of Look hitting the ground you. running. Yeah. 
That's incredible. That Damn. is incredible. Look at you go. Yes. Here, here's here's the you. Damn, I should have poured a shot for that. <laughs> Let me do that. <laughs> do we really want that? <laughs> do we? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. with it. I'm okay. <laughs> Can't let you drink alone. I, I like the bottle effect on the mic right there. It's like, doo-doo, yes, doo-doo, yep, doo-doo. Exactly. you always have to do that. Here. That wow, holy shit! So okay, so now you're in. Um, so now, essentially, four years into no three years. I can't do math. Twenty twenty feels like it was like a five lifetime years. ago. And then it also feels like it's Yesterday. five years long. Yes. And it also feels like it just happened. Yeah. yeah. That's just crazy. Your story is so inspiring. Like I, 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 I love it. I love to share it. It's, it's overwhelming. And I've had a handful of people beautiful. just be like, that's incredible. And a lot of people, I, I've had a few groups that, um, after that, actually, uh, the next year for the Cattle Barons, they're like, they did it virtual. They're like, could you record your story for us for our introduction? For our, I'm like, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I just feel blessed to be able to share it. Um, and the fact that anybody gets, feels some type of way and gets motivated in some type of way about it, then all the more power to it. So I'm just grateful to be here for it. So, James, I'm DJ grateful. Carbon, thank you for sharing that with us. Yes. So Cheers. Excited. Cheers. Here's to you. Thank you. Salud. Our head is shrinking. I'm coming off of dry January, so whew. <laughs> yeah. So who and what influenced you to be, what made you want to be a DJ full-time? Um, my cousin uh, mm-hmm. is where it started. Well, not full-time. Full-time. Um, actually, right, that comes later after. The yeah. Story. Yeah. The, the, the full-time, um, actually, I mean, I've always wanted to, but I was scared shitless. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the people that really made me think about it the most Um probably doesn't even know it was uh, my homie Brent tactic out of Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a promoter. We, when I was doing my rock Island days, um, he would be bu- booking national tours and he's like, Hey, can we get a date on a, could we come through one of your Wednesdays? Cause we had a party on Wednesdays that was really beyond words. Mm-hmm. And it was, you didn't think you were in Wichita. Like yeah. we booked DJs and said, do what you do. Don't cater. Don't do nothing. Like go hard on you. Mm-hmm. And, we were pushing boundaries, and it was the biggest party for four years running, like at capacity before the doors open type shit. Yeah, for us back then, our weekend started on Wednesdays. <laughs> I, I think I've, I think I have like probably like thirty people that blame me for losing their jobs because it was called TGIW. Uh-huh. Thank God it's Wednesday. Also called FMLIT. Fuck my life. It's Thursday. There's no one who's waking up that like morning. That. I'm gonna put that on a on a on a caption on my pictures. Actually, no. When That's I, what we should name. When I do an Instagram and like when I want to drink, I'm just gonna put fuck it. It's Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we Wednesday. went we went hard. But yeah, no. Um, he was booking that, and he actually le- he was up in Kansas City, and it was funny. He would book these guys on national tours. They'd be doing like 10, 20 city tours plus, mm-hmm. and like. How the fuck was Wichita, Kansas on a Wednesday, one of our favorite stops of the whole tour? Like, man, <laughs> we, we, we went, we turned up. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he actually left uh, what he was doing and went full time um, doing, uh, and now he's managing a, num- a number of artists. I've actually booked a handful of people through him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just a great dude, super humble, super genuine, always one of the tastiest DJs I know. And just a tastiest. I love that. <sighs> I love, I love that <laughs> word to describe DJs. One of my friends, um, 
he listens to um, a lot of DJs too, and he always talks about like listen to this this tasty track, and I'm always like, mm. okay. <laughs> he always says that to me. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Oh yeah, that's, those are the lamps. So those are the lamps that I made out of pipe fittings, out of plumbing pipe fittings. What? That's cool. Yeah, I ended up selling like over 200 of those in town. Holy shit! Yeah. How much did you sell them for? Uh, I think originally it was like 160. That, that's One, good. Yeah. 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 Price has gone up since, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you did say you were trying to make a hundred a week, so hundred a day, a hundred a day. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, not a week. There's no way. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would just hustle. I'd be like, uh, I'm gonna like, I would go to the pop up park when people mm-hmm. when they had the you know the food trucks, and I'm like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. DJ, see if I can get some tips. I'm gonna oh, flip yeah. this. I'm gonna flip a garage sale thing. Like you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I just whatever it was. I'm like, I will go wash dishes for the day if I can't make. You know, my mm-hmm. old job. Thank God, my boss. He's like, hey, you want to come back and do some consulting? thing so i was in there once or twice a week um mm-hmm. so like there were things that made it easy but i was just determined i'm like i'm not gonna stop i'm gonna make a yes. hundred dollars a day and like i was doing good like even streaming i was making money streaming until i got banned from <laughs> social media for a while due to copyright Wait, oh, okay, i got copyright. a three-month ban i was not allowed to post uh damn. So, on facebook goddamn yeah. copyrights yeah, yeah it's tough we got told that for one of our episodes actually yeah recently, recently i had yeah. a, i had an answer to that and i was like okay i'll calm down but but also (laughs) like emily and i were like oh my god that means we're making it because we got copyrighted (laughs) somebody's listening to us somebody's listening to us it's just a robot stop (laughs) it it's still a robot it's still a robot i'm gonna we're gonna take the robot's attention yeah we're gonna take the w because like the robot could have uh, avoided us. Like they were probably like, you know, if this play, if this podcast gets like 15 listeners, we're not gonna say anything. Whatever, then no one's listening to them. But like <laughs> where we're at now, that robot was like, nah, you're growing. Copyright. Mm-hmm. We're like, yes. yeah. <laughs> so your cousin helped you influence to be a DJ, right? Actually, that's where the name Carbon came from. What? Mm. Yeah. So he, he gave it to you? No. Um, okay. So I was 14. I was this young kid. Young and, buck. And I had a cousin that was a DJ, and mm-hmm. I was obsessed. I felt what I did, I was carry his crates into the club, mm-hmm. and then I would sit in the DJ booth and watch. In Rhode Island, New York, right? Long New York, Island. In New York, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I would sit there and watch, and mm-hmm. I was just, like, obsessed with it. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Man, I'm just, like, thinking, like, since you're in New York, it's like underground shit over there. Like, yeah. It, like, yeah. damn. A different world. Different uh-huh. world. And so I was this underage kid, and, you know, you had some of the bar staff that was just like, eh, let me slip you a drink. And then, <laughs> and then some of them were like, eh, let me refill your Shirley Temple. You know what I mean? Like that. You but, want an MD? Bad yeah, <laughs> <that> dog. <laughs> but, but I was basically like everyone's little brother. Like, everyone yeah. kind of looked out for me. And it, like, yeah, I wasn't wandering. Sure. I was just like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm going to shut up. Yeah. Um, but everyone kind of knew me from there. Like I was the mm-hmm. young kid that was posted up in the DJ booth. Well, that club closed down. So my cousin started DJing some other spots and they saw me there. Mm-hmm. Well, the first club was called Carbon. It's like, hey, it's that Carbon kid. What? No. That's cool. <laughs> so after I moved here, um, uh, there was another DJ, uh, Big Spade. His name is James, which is my name as well. Mm-hmm. And he had the party house. So every time we'd be there, it's like, James, yeah, what's up? No, the other one. Like, ah. Damn. I'm like, all right, closest thing I had to a nickname was Carbon. And then mm-hmm. that stick just on. Stuck. That's stick on. Yeah. And now your dad's calling you Carbon, too? Yeah, just, just to mess with me. <laughs> I love it. He's proud, though. I remember, yeah, I like, love it. although I don't think anyone gets a newspaper, but I remember every time I had an event in the paper, every time my name was in the paper, oh, first thing in the morning, yeah. he's sending me a photo, texting me. He's like, <laughs> look it. at you, look at oh, you. And I'm like, yes. Oh, that feels good. Wait till oh, you wow. see his podcast out. 
He's yes. like, what? <laughs> yes. He's got to be able to access the podcast. I don't know. Ooh. Hey, we're on everything. We're on everything. <laughs> I don't know if he knows anything. <laughs> hey, but I will go that- to his house and print a paper out <laughs> and put right there in front of his door. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, um, let's take a quick break because we still haven't introduced your drink. We still haven't even gone into all of the awesome stuff, but we did tap into learning a little bit more about you that a lot of people don't get to know. So yeah. we're excited about that. All right. Yeah. Oh, and then we're coming back with you freestyling. <laughs> no, we have to have the drinks first. Okay, okay. <laughs> feeling great mm-hmm. this takes me back to wednesday nights carbon how does it make you feel <laughs> oh man nostalgia <laughs> oh. oh yeah one of the least popular genres of the edm scene but man it blew the roof off of rock island back in those days <laughs> moomba was a whole thing it's funny to see it coming back around a little bit like little with bit. remixes and mm-hmm. stuff i'm like but I think it feeds into like all the ama piano and a lot of the Afro beats yeah. in that mid tempo mm-hmm. range. Yep. It's like, dude, it was just, dude, everybody looks good dancing at that tempo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> it, is, it is inherently sexy when you're at 113 <laughs> BPM, 110 BPM. Mm, it's just right. It very much is. Earlier. Welcome back to segment two. We're mm-hmm. sitting here with Carbon. We've got our drinks made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drink that we chose, I helped choose. Um, because you had stated that you are into whiskey and uh being that you are from new york we went with a new york sour yeah so in the background you'll be able to hear emily making a new york sour it's uh just two ounces of whiskey we chose uh four roses and then one ounce of lemon juice Shaken over. I don't know if you want to start making it while I'm saying this, but okay. <laughs> I mean, For I thought I was going to introduce it, but okay. I thought you. I thought we decided no. Oh well. Where were you? So I'm just going to tell everybody since I'm the bartender here. <laughs> <laughs> Today. Today. <laughs> so um, Fanny already said what we're using and everything. So uh, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to make the drink. So I need two ounces of whiskey. All over me. <laughs> I'm gonna make a song titled that. Two ounces of whiskey all over you. Mm-hmm. Do that. <laughs> then you need one ounce of lemon juice. This is all. This is all over me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Then uh, you put three fourths ounce of simple syrup. I don't know what three fourths ounce is, but I'm just gonna eyeball it, and that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> then top it, shake it. No, that was good. I would, I would do it there. So, Carbon, what's what's the deal with whiskey? Why do we go with whiskey? Uh, 
it's just when I've come to really enjoy just the, all the different brands and varieties. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, I enjoy. I'm a liquor guy. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of a cocktail. So, but whiskey, I think within it, there's so many different flavor profiles that I've just gotten into it. Not, I'm not a snob about it, but I just just enjoy it. And I'm like, ah, this is different than that. That's different than this. And between all the different bourbons and whiskeys, I've just gotten into it a lot more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll drink anything. My thing is, I, I'm saying earlier, I'm. I love a good cocktail. And when I go into a bar, what do you have that no, what I can't get somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. I'm like, yeah. put me onto something new. I'm like, oh, every, our most popular drink is our old fashioned. I'm like, yeah, it's the most popular drink at 17 other bars too. You know, yeah, what's, yeah. What's, what's yours? And yeah. That's why I love a good bartender. Like when you could give me like, I'm like, I, I, normally I'll go in and I'm like, all right, give me rum and something, you know, a rum and a flavor and then mm-hmm. figure it out. Like, I want citrus or I want sour and a rum. Figure it mm-hmm. out. Okay, what do you got? You know. Yeah, yeah. All right. I made our drink. Also, one more thing. Yes. One more thing. Whiskey. Did you know there's this thing called, like, people go around liquor stores and find one of the rares whiskey on the shelves. And uh, it's like you'll find the whiskey at the allocate or something. I don't know how to say this, but... Um, it's like a it's like a trend going on. People go to different liquor stores and find like uh, a a rare whiskey, and I guess like one of the liquor stores here in Wichita, they bring out one whiskey every two hours and put it on the shelf. It's like a rare oh, really? whiskey. Yeah, yeah. There's you know been what I'm more, yeah, 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 where they do like a release of it and stuff like that. Yeah, actually, they um, so one of the things that's cool uh, the humidor Westside humidor yeah mm-hmm. over there. Uh, I forget what night they're doing it. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were where it was um, Kill the Bottle. Mm-hmm. It was like Kill the Bottle Wednesdays. So they would have like a very rare whiskey that would normally be like a you know like a $15 shot or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they say, until this bottle is gone, we're charging 7 bucks a shot. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. a crazy yeah, yeah, discount. Yeah, yeah. But no, there's people that are doing like crazy whiskey hunts. Like you get a rare thing. Mm-hmm. How many bottles of that can you get? I remember like oh, my shit, uncle yeah. was visiting. He was visiting from Pennsylvania. And as he was driving down, they would like stop in stores to <laughs> see if they could find some of this stuff. Yeah. That's what I did yesterday for my brother-in-law. Uh, he's like, M, take me to all the liquor stores. Um, there's just the one liquor that is called uh, something well. I forgot what it's called, but it's like a bourbon. I think it's bourbon. Whiskey and bourbons are different, right? Uh, same neighborhood, but same yeah, that's kind of why I like whiskey because there's bourbons, there's whiskeys, there's rye. There's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of different takes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did to my brother-in-law yesterday, and we took him. I took him to so many liquor stores here in Wichita, and I didn't even know about it. But anyways, taste your drink. All right. Tell us what you think. Oh, that's nice. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure with the wine topper. But yeah, no, that cuts it really nicely. Okay. Yeah, I mess with that. I love I'm your facial it. expressions. I'm I love that. <laughs> that. Yeah. You know he I likes it. I wasn't sure it. what to expect. I was like, hmm, what is this wine? I don't know. Dusty chose it for you. Bourbon like barrel aged Cabernet Sauvignon. So I feel like I should be a wine guy with how much Italian food I eat. Like <laughs> I never have been, but I might have to try some of that on its own here before we're all said and done. Yeah. I got it. Y'all the, taste uh, it good? Mm-hmm. Maple and Maze Road. It's a liquor store there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you uh, yeah. No, not. It's like Rolling Hills or yeah, something. Yeah. Yep. Hills. Yep. The one with the, uh, the statue out front just south of yeah. the horizon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I got you. Yeah, I normally go to Auburn Spirits just on the oh, other side yeah. over there, mm-hmm. 135th. I'll stop in there sometimes. Because I live, I live, I walk there. Nice. 
home sweet home and they do they do a really good job of yeah i would walk that way for liquor and then i used to god I miss Kanai. I used to walk that way for sushi. I would get sake drunk at Kanai and then walk home. (laughs) (laughs) We miss you, Chef Kanai. Did you ever go over there? I never got the chance to. Like, I've been living at Maple and Mays just south of Kellogg for a few years now. Gotcha. Yeah, he's been uh, gone for a handful. Yeah. yeah. We're actually going to go visit. um, We became really good friends with Chef and his wife, Mari. We took sushi lessons and everything else. And uh, they ended up moving to New Orleans. And uh, so me and wifey are planning a trip, and we're going to stop by and see him. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I remember actually after they left, it was just before It was during COVID. My wife was making sushi. She's like, I need... We literally did like a FaceTime lesson with Chef, who doesn't speak English. <laughs> Mari would his, his wife would translate, but he's traditionally Japanese trained and this and that. But we did a FaceTime lesson. He's like, translate. She's translating. My <laughs> wife's like, "You hold the phone. I'm doing this." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Love they're it. awesome people. Awesome people. So speaking of some um, ways to connect with people, right? Like you were like, "All right, so how am I supposed to understand what he's saying?" Because you had to translate. We wanted to know a little bit about how. Maybe you engage and connect with your audience during a performance, but like outside of performing, or even during during. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Um, I don't know what she says halftime too. I don't (laughs) like. I mean, for me, um, like my big thing, I guess how I approach it. um, As a DJ, I've always felt like, especially in this market, um, I felt it was really easy for me to carve out my own lane um and the reason for that was because i felt like i came from one side where i'm like i know what's good screw what you think is good i'm gonna do this i get that but then and there was a lot of people with that mentality but then there was other people that would be the complete opposite to say i'm gonna go get the billboard top 10 hits and that's what i'm gonna do and typically most of the djs around here when i was coming up were in one of those two camps and there wasn't much in the middle and i just basically i was like all right, I want to get you here, but I know you're not ready to jump in the deep end. So let's start mm-hmm. here. Oh, I went too far. Okay, let me dial it back a little bit. And then but before the night's over, you're jamming to exactly what I wanted to get to. It just might take me a little while to get there, but that was kind of the nature of it. And, and being able to take people on a journey with that. Mm-hmm. And, and the big thing for me, and this is just DJing in general, and what I consider to be DJing is a lot different for a lot of people because – For me, DJing is not the act of mixing music. DJing is responding to what's in front of you in the crowd Mm. and going with that. So a lot of people plan a set, and it's great. I mean, it's it could be sonically beautiful and technical and all those things, Mm -hmm. but that's not DJing. That's producing Mm. to me. Like you you put these pieces together because they all work. But for me, DJing is seeing what's in front of you and responding to that and getting them to go to the next level Mm -hmm. because of something that you caught on the fly or something you know what I mean like like it's being able to improvise and do that and that's something that the in the modern terms of what people think of DJing Mm -hmm. you know everyone knows the hand hearts and the the big festivals and that everyone's facing the DJ booth Mm -hmm. I mean my favorite thing growing up like I I liked it when the DJ booth was in the corner Mm -hmm. and no one saw the DJ and the best compliment I can be paid is when you walked out of the club dripping with sweat because that means (laughs) I did my job I don't need the accolades of like yeah you're killing like that's cool and all but but I liked it when people were dancing Mm. the whole like you're in the zone the moshing and this like I, I I'm a big fan of the dance and and what it means to people interacting in a dance I don't like it when everyone's facing a DJ booth it's 
I get it, and it's where it is now, and it's not going back. But mm-hmm. but for me, like I said, even within that, it's about responding to where, like, when I, one of my first gigs was Finn's, mm-hmm. Finn's Lounge. It was a little split-level two, two bar. The dance floor was, like, smaller than this table. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a tiny little checkerboard dance floor. They had a pool table downstairs. But I love the space because it taught me so much because I would have to learn, okay, I'm playing this song, oh, tapping their toe nodding their head you read these subtle body movements Mm. and you learn how to read a crowd and that helps me now like when I'm at a wedding like a lot of times when I'm DJing a wedding you know normally a lot of people just put on a mix during cocktail hour yeah Mm -hmm. I will actually mix music but the reason why I'm doing it is so I could see ooh okay I just played the freaking cup song from Pitch Perfect and she's singing along. <laughs> We're going to get some Anna Kendrick shit with her over there. Okay. He's singing along to this one, mm-hmm. you know. So I kind of read what they're doing and I kind of mm-hmm. I'm setting them up. Like they don't know it, but I'm like I'm paying attention to wow you're resp- Okay, yeah. that went over flat. Okay, I'm not going to get into that bag tonight. You know, mm-hmm. but you read these little things. So DJing is about like baiting these traps and like mm-hmm. reading the crowd and be like yeah. Okay, that's not going to work tonight. Okay, that killed last night, but tonight it's not going to because this crowd isn't even feeling this. So yeah. don't worry about that. Where can I go? You know, and and knowing the hits and it's great. But then how can I make it mine? How can I take them? Because like mm-hmm. I, I I know that this is going to work. Mm-hmm. This they're not ready for. But how do I get them there and taking them on that journey, taking them on that ride? And it's really difficult now. Like right now, music is so tough because everyone is on Spotify or no, mm-hmm. so. Everyone's on their own sub, 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 sub genre of music with their customized playlist that's sent to them by this company. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's no longer unifying music out there. Like, mm-hmm. what music of the past 10 years will you play at a wedding 10 years from now? From what? the past 10 years, play at a, uh, I don't know, like 50 Cent candy shop? I'm kidding. <laughs> that's more than 10 years ago. Yeah, that, oh, oh shit, really? Oh my yeah, God, why? Years. Like, Damn, years when, when did I grow up? <laughs> Twenty. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Ten years ago, you said. And also, you said at a wedding. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, weddings these days are weddings have changed too. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, people. I feel like the old school wedding is you did it because you were expected to for your family. Now everyone's like, nah, we're gonna turn the fuck off. Like, like weddings are like. That's true. I mean, we'll do a little bit of the traditional, but when grandma and grandpa leave, let's turn out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. If the WAP is not on, I'm not coming. (laughs) (laughs) But that's also not ten years ago. What's in shit? Yeah, you're right though. Like, music is timeless like that. I mean, like basically, it's like the Bruno Marses. Some of the some of the Dell and slow jams, and there's probably a couple country jams that I'm not familiar with. But I mean, like. But as far as like pop music, it's tough. Yeah, it's real tough because again, like even what was the song of the summer? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even even if you didn't listen to radio back in the day, you were still aware of it, mm-hmm. and it would That's you would true. have a response to it. Yeah, like probably I, I would say probably the biggest like, song of last hell year. Oh yeah, fucking right from Drake. Something from the Take Care album. But that's, but, that, <laughs> but that's not really danceable uh, either. It's not. It's Did listenable. You it's vibey. But yeah. when you say ten years ago, um. This uh oh wait City Girls did they come in yeah it's probably the past ten yeah. years yeah City Girls it? Act It Up was ten years ago what the f- no that wasn't that long ago are you sure yeah yeah, yeah oh. I feel like no City Girls was like just pre COVID oh, yeah. yeah. okay, yeah. okay yeah okay but it's 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 what within can I think ten years this last I know, ten years yeah. but, but, I'm, so but, like but I mean a lot losers. of it's really it's really disposable I mean mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's what music is because and that that's true though especially but, I mean like. Sorry, like mm-hmm. artists, you're right. Like some artists will kind of hop on trends. So you only like hear of it in the moment because of the trend, yep. but you yeah. didn't stick to it. So it's not memorable. Mm-hmm. I told this 
to my son the other day. I'm like, you, mm-hmm. okay, you spend $15 and you have every song ever made at the tip of your fingers. I spend $15 because I heard one song on the radio and I was going to take a chance that I liked the whole album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I bought that for $15. So That's I listened true. to every song all the way through, knew it front to back, knew every groove of it. Yeah. Like, you listen to it and you're like, don't like it, next. Yeah. And you're not invested in your music. No one oh, is because yeah. it's become disposable because mm-hmm. what I would save up for and get one thing, I, I would get that one album. You Just for, for that, that same amount, song. you yeah. have every song ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That that has changed a lot with streaming. That's a really good point because, like, yeah, when you would buy, like, a CD, maybe you didn't like that one song in that CD or, like, there were several songs that you didn't like in the CD, but, but you, you were, were invested. invested. Yes. Yeah. Invested. Like, you, you, like, you opened the part where it showed you all the lyrics and you were, like, playing it back and forth and you are like, all right, did I get that right? No, I missed that tune. Let me go back. <laughs> you were, like, memorizing the lyrics. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's That's, just, yeah, it's you don't a little have different. That. Yeah. Well, and, and also how people get exposed to music. I mean, like, there's songs that are big on TikTok because they're mm-hmm. good for 15 seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, beyond that, you play it. People are it's liking like, the speed Ugh. versions now. Yeah, yeah speed up. Yeah, a yeah. lot of that has happened. But yeah. I mean, like, but how do you get that to translate when everyone's mm-hmm. just in it for a little bit? It's really difficult to control the crowd in that regard. Yeah. And like, normally when I do it, it's through nostalgia because anything new doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the I only mean, way that, you can unify kind of, people, really. Yeah. It like that is kind of. I mean, that's also what TikTok's basically doing now. I'm. I'm not very active on TikTok to be able to speak too much on it, but but like, you're aware. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You speak to it like that. But like to that point, I mean, they're throwing back nostalgia tracks all the time now and mm-hmm. speeding them up to some degree or slowing them down or whatever, or adding some type of voiceover because it's getting people's attention because of the nostalgia part. Well, and even to that, point, yeah. like Spotify. There was an article written um, Spotify for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. The older music was getting more streams than the newer music. It's it, so the whole it game is, yeah, has yeah, changed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I yeah. just stick to my 2000s. <laughs> I'm like, I'll I, yeah. I forever will love my 2000 hip hop music because if hip hop now, I don't even know what they're saying. I, you know, that's how I feel about the 90s. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair, when you fair. talk about the 90s, I have to bring back my techno music. Like, I love my techno music. That's like my playlist. What was I'm your 90s techno? Like, what what are you talking about? Are you talking like what is love? The Hathaways and all that. Like, uh, so like, like Euro bas- dance stuff. What no, you, what so I was more into like DJ Baby Boy and like okay, DJ, okay. you know, all those stuff. Yeah. Like DJ Loopy, DJ all that stuff. But like, yeah, I like those. That was my techno back in the day. Well, they were I breaks, right? Break beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah, they're break beats. I still love break beats. I, I'm a break beat diehard fan till the day I die. A lot of, um, a lot of like Euro music getting remixed into break beats. Yeah, what those guys yeah. were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember that era. So when I started raving, I, at, like, uh, I feel like I feel like I'm a supermarket. Place, uh, exactly. <laughs> no, some kids, uh, some kids threw a rave there like two, three weeks ago. I was at like, Tybin? yeah, that's still that going little on. Building, that little building in front of it. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, wow, it's they still going on. Is literally like the next generation. The kid, wow. These kids, and they were good. They were good. God, I remember, I remember that spot literally like. Can you believe it? Can you believe that sti- they still rent that out? Like I can't believe. Well, actually, because I still can't believe it. It's like run down because it was it? the Mexican spot up front. Wasn't that the people that started Molinos was running? I don't know that, but I, I had no like because the front was the Mexican spot. Because I remember yeah. I did I did because I, I did some parties in the back with like Rudy Love Jr. and them, and I want to say they ended up opening Molinos, or if it wasn't that, it was mm. another another mm. really good spot. Mm. I love Molinos. 
I might have to go get some of that when I'm done. Oh, that's on fire, actually. <laughs> yeah. Give me they, that pirata. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, they even. Oh, well, they're not related. Never mind. The Molinos Taqueria, that's not related to actually. Mo- no, it was. Ac- it was? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they closed the East one. Yeah, yeah they yeah, closed yeah. it too. They just yeah. got the OG location. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that, that location's pretty good. They play. They also play some of the jams. Yeah. And it's right next to Juarez Bakery, which yeah. is never a bad stop. I when love you're done. Yes. their tres <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it's yes. so good. Like you guys are like over here talking about techno. I'm like, I don't know these, so I can't. <laughs> but like, okay. but like okay. over, but over at Molinos, like they'll be playing like. 90s Mexican pop jams and like all this stuff like you're hearing Juanes you're hearing um, like Shakira you're hearing all these people and you're just like yeah this is a spot (laughs) (laughs) this This is nostalgia for me (laughs) so um, you're saying like it's harder now to try to get some of the audience to engage and you're having to lean a little bit more on nostalgia tracks I I feel like that's kind of been my lane a little bit just to try and bridge that gap I mean I could try and go new new but again everyone is so fractured Mm -hmm. that even people that say oh I like house which one of the 27 different <laughs> genres yeah. which house, house, do, you like? yeah, which house do you like yeah. and, and then they're like oh I like Disclosure it's like oh um, and I would play some and they're like I've never heard this one I'm like how do you uh, know yeah. like everyone's yeah. t- it's so yeah. specific that and and a lot of people and, and hand in hand with that people are entitled as fuck right now <laughs> oh, yes. because everything's mm-hmm. so used to being at their fingertips and like yeah, I, yeah. I can have this song in two seconds why it's can't like, you do it right now bunny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I had to say it I had to say it because she's I, one of those bitches I, I love I love <laughs> doing did, that they did the thing to Mark we did it to Mark we did I'm for not, fun I'm it. not one of those bitches fuck <laughs> you I do that because I love making fun of that because every time I always see the, the videos on reels and stuff that is always like when you're a DJ and they, this here comes this bitch play bad Bunny. We did that to Mark, for, and I like fucking hounded him to get for the to outro. There's a <laughs> yeah. DJ Crooked Trays called Bad Yo Quiero Bad Bunny. You need yeah. to play that song for our outro today. Oh, uh, you have to. Yes. <laughs> What's it? What is it a song? Yeah, it's a club break, and oh. uh, like in the traditional New York club break style. But uh, yeah, they did a like it's hysterical yeah. and perfect because when I get the request, this is the song that I play. Oh, that's um, awesome. So, how do you feel when somebody says that to you? Or how do you feel when someone now goes like? play this song to your point because back to that comment right like people are so entitled now like where so it depends on where i'm at yeah um like it's really case by case because i have Mm -hmm. some places where i'm playing and i'm like let me do what i'm gonna do and i i I never like to be a jerk about it Mm -hmm. um but there's some times and places where like Mm-hmm. I was playing at one spot the other night, and the spot has a expectation of what the music should be like. Uh, mm. Guy comes up to me and says, the place is not dead right now. True. Mm-hmm. Play this. Can't do it, man. Mm-hmm. Man, well, I'm not going to spend my money here anymore. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But, like, like, what do you want me to do? Like, you're not signing my checks. I'm like, why you got to be an asshole to me? I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah. No, don't, and, hate, don't hate me. Yeah, like, especially so if you get, like, these things. Well, now, oh, we'll have to get to that part here in a second now. You, you, you hit on something really good. Like, as a DJ, when you get booked at a venue and a venue saying, you, this is the vibe we're looking for, so you got to play this. Yeah. And you can't feel out your crowd anymore. You can't do the stuff that you got so passionate there, when you were talking about There's that. levels to it, though. I mean, like, I mean, even that, like. I mean, every night I do is different. I mean, like, right now, Wednesday nights, I'm at Rock Island. I'm doing all 90s, 2000s night. Mm-hmm. So whatever I want to do, it's typically a lot of hip-hop, but I'm open up to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Thursdays, I'm at Doma. I'm doing a lot of, like, disco vibey, new disco, new R&B, funk. 
groovy stuff, um, mm-hmm. kind of because they wanted to be house based, but they wanted a little bit of a throwback vibe on Thursdays. And I'm like, yeah, I could absolutely, and I have a blast doing it. Yeah. Um, but I do, you know, get into some of the sing alongy stuff, you know, just so everyone catches that vibe, and you know, and mm-hmm. it's balancing what people know with what people don't, because you don't want to alienate people. So just figuring that out. Yeah. And then Fridays, I do adult skate at Carousel, where I'm playing like old school Zap and Roger and all this funk stuff, and the cats are out there with their roll bounce and like. And yeah. It, so I got three nights that are completely different, and I'm like, depending on where you come see me. Like, I have couples that are like, can we see you? I'm like, what you see is not going to be what you're going to get if you book me Fair. for your wedding. Yeah. Like, but if you want to see me, like, turn everyone up at Pump House, I'll be there this week. You know? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, So, yeah. like, every gig is different, and I approach mm-hmm. it that way. And I tell everybody, I'm like, I, I do a lot of everything. But, like, I became a go-to guy in town for, like, it was, um, who was it? The Toasters. They're a throwback ska band, mm-hmm. old school ska band. Like, oh, we booked them. Scott's uh, still in? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, like, okay. I was like, what? But, but, I mean, <laughs> there are still people that are big into it. And ah, this okay. and that. But they were a band from the 70s that have been around forever. And mm-hmm. they're like, we don't have anyone to open locally. Carbon, can you open? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Dam- Damian Marley played Riverfest. I got to open for the Damian Marley. Yeah. Like, so, like, I, I fall into these lanes. I'm like, oh, you want to do a rockabilly night? I could do an all rockabilly yeah. night. And people so are like, you're versatile. The? Yeah, and <laughs> I, I love going into those rabbit holes and finding all this yeah. obscure stuff. I mean, like, and, and I like taking themes to stuff. Like, I mean, I got asked to do a masquerade party. Ooh. And uh, this was a while ago. And th- I didn't tell them what I was doing, but I did it. And literally for the opening two hours of the night, I played all covers of songs. So to play up the mask, I was yeah. like, it's mm. someone else doing that song. And they're oh, like, oh, that's fun. Oh my. Like, and yeah. some of the people that were in there got it. And they're like, dude, that's freaking genius. Yeah, but like, but you, like, were, you, were, you were on brand again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, just like, how can you connect that? And how can you do something different? So I love theme and concepts and kind of going above above people's expectations with that and, and as yeah. a DJ, I nerd out on stuff. But half the time when I'm DJing, like I'll do something clever yeah. that, 95% of the club doesn't get, but I see that one person that goes, okay, I see what you did there. Yeah, I yeah. Got you. And, and they're All like, right. I'm going to get him a shot. We're going to take a shot later. Yeah. We're going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, cool. you clever. You clever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I love that stuff. So, I mean, like, it's reaching out for those things. Um, but, yeah, I can I can be an asshole about it. Apparently, it's funny. I, over the years, I've been told I look like I am a asshole. Oh. <laughs> like, they're like, everyone, I, I'm like... I've had interviews with people and this and that. Like, I am so intimidated by you when I see you. Like, I'm like, really? Do I? Yeah. I got rest I get that a lot, face. too. Like, I'm like. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm my, but I get into my stuff and I'm like, and once upon a time, I was probably more of a jerk about it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Um, I was a real jerk back in the what? I don't know if you were there that night when I. I shut off the music for some people. Um, you shut off the music? Oh, okay. you're going to have to tell us. Tell us. Why? One of us. One of yeah, us. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember this. So <laughs> Wednesday nights, TGIW, Wednesday nights at Rock Island, was one of these nights where I'm like, we do what we want, and mm-hmm. we're going to get you to party, but we're going to do it on our terms, and we're not doing... And, and Wednesdays is a big service industry night. So the big thing was we were playing party music that wasn't the music that everyone was going to have to hear all weekend long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we could turn up, but then it's not like, oh, God, I'm going to have to hear this 17 times in the next th- three days. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we actually used to print off pages and put them on the flyer. I put them all on the tables and stuff. And it was like, one, let us do our job. We're the DJs. Oh, yeah. Two, if you don't know her, don't touch her. <laughs> on the dance floor. We, yeah, we had a lot of yeah. people. And, and we were we were dicks about it. And this was, yeah. like, this was well, like 15 years ago. So I know a lot of people are a lot more aware. But we were on that like real heavy. I'm like, dude. Mm-hmm. Girls, we had we had a great mix, and everyone wanted to come out and have fun. 
the, my favorite part about that night was like at 10 o'clock I would start at 10.05 the dance floor was full it was That's none of this cool. pretentious like I feel yeah. nervous I gotta get drunk first before I could do that mm-hmm. like people were ready to go and just cut loose Yeah. so we we had rules of engagement and mm-hmm. but anyways I remember there was one time specifically um, this dude comes up and I forget what it was I think it was Dynamite uh, who was that uh, Dynamite or something. I, I don't remember <laughs> They all. I came sound in like a dynamite. That one? Maybe, I don't know. It was dynamite. Miley Cyrus? Some, no, no, no. No, that's Wrecking Ball. Uh, oh. Dynamite. BTS? I, I, I no, it was older than oh, that. Oh, that's Grenade. That's Bruno Mars. Damn, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. whatever the song was, it was yeah. the song that was that you heard. If you turned on the local pop station, yeah. you were going to hear it three times an hour. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was like the heavy uh, rotation song at that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, listen, you're probably not going to happen. Yeah. He's so, like, okay. Five minutes later, I see this dude come up. It's his man comes up. Hey man, can you get that? I'm like, yeah, probably not gonna happen tonight, my man. Sorry, man, it's just not the vibe here. Yeah. Ten minutes later, girl comes up. She pushes her cleavage together. Did <laughs> you find that? I'm like, listen, 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 listen. I told you, man. I told his man, it's not gonna happen, man. Yeah. So the dude comes back up later. He's like, man, why can't you play my song? I'm like, dude. Mm-hmm. Stop the music, dude. I told you. That's not going to happen here. This is my night. I'm yeah. going to do what I do. There's a jukebox up front in the building. Go fucking find it. Put a dollar in it because you ain't even offered me a dollar. You're just saying, fuck you, play my song. Go put a dollar in the jukebox, listen to the song, and when you come back, I'll buy your table at your round. Okay? But until yeah. then, get the fuck out. I love yeah. that. And I literally waited for them to leave. Oh like, my no God. music played. No music played. For like good, like, As you oh, should. As you no, should. I was a dick. That was a dick. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I stand by it, but I was a dick. Mm. Oh, shit. That's hilarious, though. But yeah, I mean, like, so what? It's it's treacherous waters, you know. Yeah. And and for that reason, I get why people want to do like fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. And but I also get why that's tough for some people to swallow. So mm-hmm. my thing was always like straddling that line. Like, yeah. okay, this is what you know. Okay, I went too far. Come back. Come back. You know. So <laughs> that was always the game I played. And I and and I have uh, most of the music that I play has pop sensibility. I'm not mm-hmm. going like hardcore this or hardcore that. I'm mm-hmm. still playing everything that's generally palatable. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to, like, <clears throat> like uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go too far in any di- given direction. So within that, everything's fair game. Yeah. And that's what I love to do is bring people together through music. So just trying to figure out, it's harder and harder to do that these days, but that's mm-hmm. ultimately what I love to do. Yeah. When I get married, I'm going to make you as my, d- put you as my DJ. Game With on. Don? And just to tell you right now, my whole family listened to ratchet music. <laughs> when we say ratchet, knock if you buck. <laughs> <laughs> I got a really good remix with that right now. I want to listen to it. <laughs> the, the, the new little Urzi, I want to rock mm-hmm. those beats underneath. The, oh, I have to oh, listen to crispy, it. Man. Cool. Oof, when you cool. see me, you're going to be like, oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> there she go. There she go. There she go. There she go. <laughs> So um, on the same tone of like, you know, music and uh, figuring out the crowd, but also figuring out what you like. Emily asked earlier, we never really got to the answer. What is it that you like to play? If you had to choose, right? We, we yeah. heard you say you're very versatile, which is amazing. Yeah. And it sounds like you love to live in that because like it's fun for you. You get to fall into these nerd traps. If you could pick, what would you say is something that you love to play? Or what is something that you're, if you could what would what would you know Fun, what would that be funk and soul funk, funk and, soul? and soul is yeah. like the core of what i do like every every other genre that i listen to 
still has to have soul. Like, soul is my thing. Like, mm. that's a big reason why I don't, like, never really got down with a lot of the, like, what I would call the, under the new brand of EDM. Mm-hmm. It didn't have the soul. It's, like, formulaic, build, drop, repeat, build, drop, repeat, like, that kind of stuff. I'm like, but but if a house tune's got that right vocal and it just, just touches on those soul strings of your soul. Like you that's, just have a good vocal mm. in that. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. like yeah. I, I'm okay I feel with you. stuff I that's understand. this and that. Yep. But, mm-hmm. but I'm like... I, so that's my baseline. But, yeah, no, what do I love the most? Like, the funk and soul, the classics, and the new stuff, too. I mean, but, like, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to Al Green, James Brown, um, you know, Sam Cooke, that stuff all day long. Can you go – okay, tell us, like, a new artist today that is a little funk and soul Meyer, that you would try to get us on. Meyer Hawthorne. Meyer Oh, Hawthorne. yeah. Okay. Um, he's probably, like in him. all honesty – We all got to put that down right now. He has you guys si- heard that right now. <laughs> he has a side project that's called Tuxedo, mm-hmm. and Tuxedo is a little bit more funky. Um, but, yes, Meyer Hawthorne, you will hear me play – he's probably the artist I play the most from when I'm doing a dinner somewhere mm-hmm. or, like, p- people don't know it, but I'm playing him a lot. It's pro- He's probably my most played artist. Yeah. Mm. Um, just from – because he's he's got just funky stuff that it's versatile that it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, I'm grooving. I don't know this song, but it's – yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, right there. it's 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 just the right tempo. It's just the right, not too in your face, but just enough, mm-hmm. and it just puts good energy in a room. So his bass line, his beats, and the structure of it is good. And then what he does on top of it is just tasty. He's the new blue eyed soul. Oh, I love tasty. Yeah, I do like him. I have a, a, <laughs> a mix that he did for like a BBC radio yeah. that I'll play in the car every once in a while. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to check that out. You heard that here. Um, so, you know, as we flip the switch into a little bit, we've gotten to get to know you a little bit more. We've gotten to get to know your taste and the tasty tracks that you play. Can you tell us a little bit more about like some upcoming projects or events that you're working on? Um, and, and then we'll kind of do another set of things and wrap up there. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so I'm actually starting a new company. Um, Ooh. so I've got, I've been doing DJ Carbon, so I'm kicking off, uh, a new company, uh, going through it right now. I'm not going to say the name because I don't have the rights to it just yet. So, um, but basically focusing on um, employing other DJs and also doing uh, rentals, lights, sound, all kinds of bells and whistles. Oh, and now recording, <laughs> photography, <laughs> photography, yes, real but, estate. <laughs> but uh, but no, like um, just working on um, kind of developing that business. Um, a lot of people. Uh, have a need for things and over the mm-hmm. years I've just become that guy where someone's like I need someone do you know do you know someone that can make balloon animals <laughs> hey you know a mariachi band I, I want a Mortal oh Kombat arcade machine at you my birthday entertain- party you want to be at an entertainment so yeah like, I'm basically becoming a booking agent for that because yeah, I've got all yeah. those connects and I have for so long oh so. shit you know my family would love you right now because we're looking for stuff like that also mariachi in Wichita is super expensive yes oh my god like it's stupid expensive there's only two yes like it's just so expensive it's like but even in trying to get them somewhere else it's super expensive anyway sorry keep going yeah so (laughs) so working on that um as far as other things um so one of my one of my favorite events from back in the day i used to do this series called refresh um i did a lot of high-end um fundraisers so it was like $100, $200 $100, tickets, all your drinks are included. But what I loved about them was everyone got dressed up. Everyone came in looking nice, feeling good. Before the night ever started, they everything was on point. So uh, I approached the folks over at Abode Venue. And Abode Venue, God, I miss you Yeah, place. I miss that place, too. <laughs> it's a great place. Um, 
and we had a great deal worked out. But basically, I would take their open dates because they were primarily doing weddings and private events. I'm like, hey, if you got a date open within the next three weeks, I'll take it instead of you being closed. And they would make a killing of, on money, and they we just had a great agreement. But basically, what I would do is throw a party that was 20 bucks in advance or 30 at the door, something like that. And dress code strictly enforced. No jeans, no mm-hmm. sneakers, which you don't have that anywhere in Wichita. You can go to the nicest restaurant in town and get sat next to someone that's got their shirts, sleeve shirts, shirt sleeves ripped mm-hmm. off and like <laughs> cut off jeans, uh, jorts on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not trying to be stuffy like that, but there, there's a time and a place where I like a level of decorum. Mm-hmm. I like that classy. So we did. A, we I, I threw a party that was like, "Hey, get dressed up, come out." And we did. I did one, then I did a second one. We ended up doing one a quarter for about four years before a boat closed, and it was just a great event where people come out, look nice, get done up, and have a nice night out. So I'm hoping to bring that back. Trying to find the right spot for mm-hmm. it. Um, other than that, um, uh, getting ready for the summer, the pool party that I throw at Wave. Oh. So is that the foam party thing? No. So oh I wait, that's at Fever, I right? That was a thing there for a second. Yes. Sorry. Keep I going. I set up about twenty inflatable pools that you can oh, sit in. Oh, I know what you're talking about because Michelle was telling us about it, and yes. she brought a bunch of duckies. Yeah. Yes, she yes, is. and she's always with the duckies. That's the day she was supposed to come record on a Sunday, but then she's like, "I'm going to the pool party." <laughs> yes, yes. She literally told. Yeah, yeah, we like had planned it to do it, and she was like, "No, no, no, guys." It was sorry. a pool party. Yeah, and ducks, <laughs> and ducks. <Yes. laughs> so. You know, you told us what what you're planning on and everything. Um, can you give some advice to inspiring DJs um, looking into breaking to the DJ industries? Or um, yes, um, why are you doing it? First, that's the question you need mm-hmm. to ask yourself. A lot of people see dollar signs and rock star lifestyle. Mm. I got into DJing when I was DJing. DJing wasn't cool. Like, it, it, well. It wasn't cool. Not only that, but man, not every- a lot of people would give respect on DJs because they're like, you just only push play. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. and not only that, but everyone thinks like you're a rock star and you do this. You do- dude, I gotta load up all my gear. The uh-huh. girl that was hitting on me took three other dudes home before I got a chance <laughs> at it, man. So yeah. She was ready to go then. Yeah, I got gear to yeah. load up, man. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean like, don't DJ because it's cool. And yeah. um, I think the other thing is like. It depends on what you want to do with it, really. Um, if you want to be a working, like, I consider myself to be a working DJ. Mm-hmm. And I think the big part of that is I can't be the DJ until I'm a DJ. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to be the DJ. Mm-hmm. Nah, just be a DJ. Just, just be, be DJ. one. Like, like work. Mm-hmm. Keep your head down. Stay humble. Like, I've had a lot of people, like, it's gotten weird now. Like, people are like, dude, you're a celebrity. You're this, you're that. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really fucked up because my kid's like, why are you on my snap friend's Snapchat? I'm like, <laughs> this is weird. Like, why why, why wh- does my friend follow you? <laughs> why, why, like, uh, yeah, I went to go hang out with my friends, and they were like, hey, what's, what's, what's your dad up to tonight? We want to go out. Like, I'm like, <laughs> freaking weird, man. So, can you, can you tell us anything challenging, um... Shows. Oh, here, hold on. What? Sorry. So we're going to do something a little different than what we've typically done to wrap up. Mm. We want to do something that's kind of a little bit like a lightning round. So okay. these next. Uh, yes. These next yeah. set of five questions. Yes. These next set of five questions will be a little more like on the cuff. Tell us about it. Um, so Emily was about to ask you about. Um, yeah. Name any particular particularly <laughs> challenging gigs or venues you have played and how did you overcome it? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, lightning round. <laughs> lightning round. How is that supposed to be lightning? I got to think about that. Uh, oh, my oh, God. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll give you an easy one. Or you, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? That was going to be the easy one I was going to choose too. <laughs> that was so funny because I literally thought the same I mean, shit. that I believe or just like. Just your just favorite. favorite. Oh I it it just, could be whatever. I want to smack the flat earth out of people. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb bastard. <laughs> I don't believe that shit, but man, I love it. I'm like, no, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> That's I'm going to warm up my hand real quick. <laughs> All right. What's one that you believe? Oh God! <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, For me, it's Bigfoot. Mm. Mm. I, mean, I, I believe there. in aliens, but I don't think that's like a conspiracy anymore. Nah, right? real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real. For me, it's mermaids. I believe in mermaids. Not the beautiful ones. They're ugly and they're scary. Yeah, I mean, like I believe in ghosts. I believe in. Like, I, don't, I don't. Conspiracy though, I'm like. I don't, 9/11 was an inside job. I don't know. Um, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I know Epstein didn't kill himself. I know that Ooh, was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, damn well he didn't kill himself. He All right. Damn well. Yeah. Next um, question. How do you see uh, the future of the DJ industry evolving? It's n- probably not in a good way. Um, I think things are going to get more and more virtual. Things are going to get more and more digitized. And AI is going to take over for yeah. large extents. Yeah, I think it's going to be really hard. I think I think the only time you're going to see real people in front of people is when people want a nostalgia vibe. Oh shit! Yeah, damn. Okay, um, let's see. What is your favorite thing to do after work? Sit in my car for about like 20 minutes when I get home. Like oh, I don't yeah. even get out the car. That decompression in the car oh. is a vibe oh, all man, unto it hits. itself. It That's hits. a it's a good vibe. Oh. Yes, it like hits. You sit in your car and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I just feel that's me after yep. I do weddings. Actually, yeah. it's yeah. why I don't do as many anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like let me just pull up and I got leave the heat on, leave the engine running. I'm just gonna sit here for a minute. Yes, <laughs> those are the best. Yes, it's so a it's, good. It's a good me time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny because Emily and I will work remote sometimes, yeah. right? And so even when I work remote, and I had to leave my house for a second and then come back, I will sit in for 20 minutes and just chill. Yep, <laughs> yep, that is true. Um, okay, where do you see yourself in five years? Taking over the world. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> I Final question. Final question. What color is Dusty's underwear? He's not wearing oh. it. Anymore. <laughs> Beautiful. Trick question. <laughs> love it. Yes. You Soft get it. denim over here. <laughs> <laughs> Soft denim. DJ Carbon, it was great to meet you. Yes. Yeah, it was oh amazing man. to meet you. It was you. so good to well, have thank you. you guys for this was me. great. I'm but happy that I we met a celebrity. Yes, we did. We did. We a celebrity in that well honestly a lot of the people we've had are celebrities too and they're yeah and all the things that they're doing so we're really excited about that but you're not off the hook just yet because you told us you're gonna freestyle freestyle come on let's go let's go and this is how we're rapping dusty has the oh he's got the beat yes turn me up in the headphone i'm just kidding let's go let's go let's go the beat's coming right We'll you want a, a shot? shot? Here. Yeah, I need a shot. Here, 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 here. Is that right? Yep. Oh, I was going to pour it in. Okay. Because we, we also will wrap up with a shot. Let me see that. All right. Check. Come off the top. Yo, it's game bread. Yo, we got it out the bottle. It's the rum. It's bre- dead bread. 
I don't know. You saying you want more? Well, off the top, I'm a carnivore. I gotta keck it. On the mic, I get loose. I ain't spitting no lemon, no sour face, but I got the juice. We getting down right here at the podcast. What you gonna do? Cause I'm gonna make it last. We kicking it in the 316. TJ Carpet on the mic, and yeah, I'm in the mix. Got a little bit of phlegm, gotta clear my throat. But check out the style, cause I never ever wrote it down. No pen, no pad, yo, it's not musty. I'm in the spot, and I'm kicking with the homie Dusty. Yo, you got to receive, that's my man, check it out. He, you got to relieve, a leave. Supersonic, and that's what we're doing. No, we ain't blowing on the chronic. We just chilling and posted up in a spot. It's the football head flamingosis on the track. Never slack when I pull the verbal little attack. 316 in the mix, getting down like that. Hey, I don't know what I'm saying. Carving on the mic straight up. I'm not playing. It's a freestyle. And we spitting into the Yamaha. And that's what we're going to do when you go very far. I got to look up at the screen. Give me something else to talk about. What you know what I'm really talking about. Topo Chico right here. Oh, what you know. We getting off the top. It's Topo Chico. That's the margarita. That's the hard seltzer express. Yo, I need a little bit of that. More, not less. Yo, and I got what you need to flavor. What do you style this? God damn. I'm Good sloppy. Job. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, man. No, that was so hey, freaking hey, hey. cool. I'm throwing my shoe at <laughs> <laughs> No, that was so freaking cool. Holy shit. Like, oh, my, my goodness. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, my God. Carmen, we are so happy to have had you here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much for freestyling, for sharing your story <laughs> with us, for sharing like what inspires you, doing off the cuff lightning round, something that we're going to try a little bit more. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this was That's, amazing. That was hard. I was <laughs> like, I am not that quick. You were good. You were you good. Were, I was about to come in with you as well. <laughs> I swear. Bring the ad Take that, take that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, me goes, <laughs> pop. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so one thing we always do as we wrap up, uh, we just want to say, Again, yes, we're going to play that. We're going to play that. Uh, we're going to play that. Um, <laughs> but again, Carbon, thank you so much. Tonight, where can we find you? Uh, tonight, I'm rolling out of here. I'm going to be over at Doma on the east side, tucked Ooh. in behind Town East. Nice. All right. So we yeah. can find you on and Doma. Yeah, if you want to catch up with him, he's got his full schedule on his Instagram. It's Carbon DJ on the IG. Yes. Yeah, Carbon DJ across the board. Yeah. And DJCarbon.com, the website, it's got it all there too. Oh, love it. Okay, so. Well, um, thank you again. And um, this is Parriba. Parriba. Pabajo. Pabajo. Pal centro. Y para adentro. Here's you. Yo quiero bad bunny. Play bad bunny. Yo quiero bad bunny. Play bad bunny. Yo quiero bad bunny. Play bad bunny. Yo quiero bad bunny.